Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we are going to open ourselves up to exploring what we would go after, what we would do, win or lose. Something that you think, whether or not I win, whether or not I lose, I would do this anyway. And this was all coming up for me the other night. We were at the Little League Citywide Championships. The, the youngest Smarrow boy and his team of 10 and 11-year-old boys had won the championship for their specific league, and they were going on to the playoffs for the Citywide Championship. And these boys were playing their hearts out in this game, and they were in the throes of a comeback. They had been down by three with two outs, setting the scene for you guys so you can be present in the moment. So they were down by three, they're two outs, then they got a runner home. So now they're down by two with a runner on third. There's a wild pitch that goes past the catcher and the kid on third base rockets off to steal home and somewhat ungracefully fall crawls his way to the home plate and hits it with his hand. And and that gets us a run. So we're down by one. The dugout, the stands go wild. The kids are jumping up and down. The parents are screaming. We're losing our minds. And then the outfield ump calls the game. He declares that it's an illegal head first slide. Ball game over. And you guys, those of you who've had little athletes in your family, you know those heartbreaking tears that come at the end of the season, and especially in a moment like this that felt so abrupt, there were 10 and 11-year-old boys walking around just tears streaming down their faces, right? And uh, parents acting like they're not going to cry too, right? (laughs) Everyone's in their feels. And so... As we made our way from the dugout to the vehicle, it was kind of quiet at first. Everyone's just sort of head down. And then our little guy starts with, umps are terrible, right? He's complaining. He's outlining all the errors and the missed calls throughout the game. And then, then the conversation turns to planning for next season, right? He just experienced the heartbreak of going all out, staying in the game, even when they were behind, coming back in a rally that then ended in a technicality. He felt his feels. He had some thoughts come up, some complaints come up. And then we were on to talking about potential teams for next year and what to work on in the off season. Even with heartbreaking loss, he's ready to do it again within a span of minutes. And and as I was thinking about it, I was like, I guess on some level it should be obvious. All sports teams show up to their event to their events or to their big sporting events knowing that there's a chance of losing. Now again, many of them are going to be in the mindset of I'm going to win and we're visualizing it and all of that. And the teams also know like there's a chance. I'm showing up, there's a chance I could win, there's a chance I could lose. And it got me thinking, what is something you would do whether you would win or lose? And the answer to that question may depend on the purpose of the, or the point of it all. Like if you think about what you would do, whether you win or lose, it's kind of going to depend on how you purpose your activities, right? If the point is who you become in the process, what you learn, how you grow, then does it even matter what the thing is or what the outcome is of your goals? 
all situations, circumstances, relationships, opportunities, jobs, accomplishments, vacations, the money you earn, all of those things are just neutral events happening until we have a thought about them, right? So what if we approached it anything, a goal, if we approached it in that way, thinking these are all just neutral circumstances, then it opens things up in a totally different way, right? If we're not choosing to do things because we think it defines our worth, or we think we'll be happier if, or we'll be happier when we get or achieve this thing, then we think very differently about what we choose to do with our life, like how we choose to spend our time, what projects we go after, what goals we set for ourselves. Like, what do you want to go for, even if there's a really good chance you'll fail or lose? Like, think, the, as I was thinking about that, the example of dating came up. Right? Some people get to the place of thinking there are no good partners out there. It's not, it's not going to work for me. Dating is hard. Relationships are hard. I'm never going to find, quote unquote, my person. There's a chance it'll end up in heartbreak anyway. So why should I even try? But what if getting the quote unquote right partner isn't even the point? What if the point is who you become in the process? Like, think about this, even in terms of dating, if the point was exploring what comes up for you when you're thinking about putting yourself out there, connecting with somebody else, being vulnerable, what do you learn about yourself when you feel terrified to share your thoughts, feelings, hopes, and dreams with another person and you do it anyway? When it's about who you become versus what you get externally, does that impact your willingness to try? And so recently, my husband and I were rewatching the movie Interstellar. And I think I'd seen it or at least part of it when it came out back in 2014, but I didn't really remember the plot line or the details. Plus Matthew McConaughey's in it, so what's not to love? And even if I've seen it once, why not watch it again, right? But there's a scene in the movie in which one of the characters says, it isn't possible, to which Matthew McConaughey's character, Cooper, responds, no, it's necessary, right? It isn't possible. No, it's necessary. Like, I felt that. And like, it made sense to me in that moment, in a moment of knowing that it is necessary, it becomes fairly obvious that Matthew McConaughey's character would go for it, whether he thinks he'll win or lose, succeed or fail. So then I found myself looking up the definition of necessary, as one does. And here are a few versions I found, some uh, definition entries here. So one is required to be done, achieved or present, needed, essential. Again, these are definitions for necessary. Another version was determined, existing or happening by natural laws or predestination, inevitable. Third one was the basic requirements of life, such as food and warmth. Now, based on these definitions, it seems that going after the necessary or impossible task is the only option. Like in the movie, Cooper and his robot friend are trying to achieve this small thing called continuing the human species. So if is there really even an option when it's quote unquote necessary? If the fate of the universe, or at least humankind, in the case of the movie, rests on them taking action, is there really even an option? And the answer is technically yes. Right? The characters could do nothing. 
there were plenty of other people who were not traveling to outer space through wormholes, black holes, and fifth dimensions of time, right? But none of that mattered because it felt necessary to Cooper. Win or lose, he was going to try. Regardless of the setbacks, defeats, disappointments, heartache in the process, fear of unknowns, he refused to stop, full well knowing that his mission might fail. And it got me thinking, what is actually necessary in my life? And you can ask yourself that question. What is actually necessary in your life? And now the answer to this likely evolves over time and varies by situation and circumstance. But I'll share some of the things that have been coming up for me recently when I, when I ask myself that question. What feels necessary? Even if I knew there was a chance I'd lose or fail, what feels necessary to go after or work on? And one of the things that's surfaced in my, I've noticed a theme in my morning journaling thought exploration time, there's been this theme around how I purpose every moment and specifically this goal of purposing every moment, every activity, every task I do for fun and asking myself that question, if I'm not having fun, am I doing it right? Is it worth doing? Now, I think it's important to make note here that I fully believe that there are not specific activities that are inherently more fun than others. Floating in the pool with my favorite book on a warm summer day is equally neutral with cleaning toilets. (laughs) That might sound hard to believe if you're not in the throes of thought work, but these are two neutral activities that I get to interpret through the lens of my choosing. Do I choose to see it as an annoyance or a source of relaxation and joy? I can choose to show up to the full experience and task myself with enjoying it, making it fun, either by playing in the experience or by learning from the experience. For me, both of those things are fun. Or I can spend time viewing it as a barrier to what I really want to be doing and thinking about a future moment when the task is done so that I can do what I really want to be doing. And now, y'all know I call myself out out on this podcast all the time. If I am not paying attention, I can purpose every moment as a stepping stone to the next one. Once I get everything checked off my to-do list, then I can have fun. Then I can relax, right? But I'm on to myself these days. I know that then or there, there, right, someplace off in the future, I know that it's going to feel the same if I don't change my perspective on all of this. So whether I win or lose, the thing that feels necessary for me to purpose is to purpose every moment, every activity, job, task, interaction as an opportunity to see and feel the joy in it. And there's a good chance I'll fail, right? Usually multiple times per day, in fact, as it relates to this very goal. But the win is in continuing to show up to the goal. The win for me is tapping into parts of myself that weren't in my awareness before when I make the goal to be experiencing the fun or joy or pleasure in every moment. And then, you guys, then interesting things start happening. When the goal is just to see how I can purpose every moment and who I become, like how I show up and so on. Like when I, if that's how I purpose every moment, my mind starts opening up 
to all kinds of possibilities. I was uh, I was chatting with a colleague the other day, and we were talking through goals for ourselves, our business, and and really just allowing ourselves to explore all kinds of possibilities, and specifically ones that we'd never even considered before. And one of the things that came up for me, like one of the thoughts that came into my awareness, was to make a was to make multiple millions of dollars in my business. Not like in a day or maybe even a year, but like at some point, cumulative over time. And listen, you guys, like I'm a clinical social work by training, right? Between undergrad and grad school, I did a year of volunteer service where I lived on $80 a month in the Bay Area of California, Like all of that to say, making a lot of money has never really been a driving force for me. So I was a little curious about a multi-million dollar goal coming to mind for me. But here's what I realized. Like, first of all, I may fail miserably at achieving that goal. It may never happen. And that's okay because it's actually not the point. I'm totally willing to fail at create millions of dollars because the fun, the real win is exploring who I become in the process. Who do I become when I set seemingly ridiculous goals for myself? Maybe I become somebody who actually like viscerally experientially knows and believes that goals are neutral. So creating $1 in my business is the same as creating a million dollars in my business. Also, the stories I tell myself about myself sound different. How I talk to myself is very different. When I think about myself as somebody who opens herself up to all the possibilities of this whole life experience, I think about what could be possible for me. What, like, what things have I never considered before? What skills might I have that I've never even considered cultivating because I believed I wasn't naturally talented in that area? Like, please insert any reference to technology, sales, marketing, all of that. You can insert that here. Things that I've told myself, this just isn't something I'm good at, so I, why, would I, why would I put my energy here? But when, when we're opening ourselves up to possibilities, it's like, oh, actually... I might start just telling myself things like skills can be developed. I can actually develop any skill I want. Now, emphasis here on want, if I'm willing to put the time, energy, and effort into it. And from this perspective, a skill deficit then isn't a character flaw or even a a personal deficit. It merely reflects a decision I made about where I want to focus my time, energy, and attention. Also, how I think about goals and tasks is different. Like they're no longer things I have to complete in order to get where I want to be. I'm already there. Remember, I'm making every moment fun and exciting. So there's no rush to get anywhere. There's no rush to get to done. The whole point is the experience. Vacuuming the floors, for example, no longer becomes a task to get done, finishing my chores so I can go enjoy life. Vacuuming becomes an opportunity. It's like an opportunity to tune into awareness, noticing how the floor feels beneath my feet, feeling the weight of my, uh, my legs, like holding myself up, the strength of my, and my muscles, right? Noticing the varying sounds that the vacuum makes depending on the surface and so forth, right? And and honestly, I'm going to call myself up out right now because this is what's coming up for me as I'm even saying these words, which is such a beautiful moment, actually, because 
what's coming up as I'm sharing this with you guys is what will other people think of me sharing this goal? Right? Like the thoughts going through my mind right now are, will they think this is ridiculous? Well, I think it's, it's a total impossibility that I would even set a multi-million dollar goal and that it's completely impossible for me to achieve. Also, the bigger, maybe the louder thought right now is, will they judge me? Will they think I'm greedy and selfish, right? Like I'm a social worker, remember? We're supposed to help the vulnerable and oppressed populations. We're supposed to, right, basic needs, all of that. Like that's coming up. And here is the magic of doing thought work and personal development work. A previous version of me probably would have pivoted and not mentioned this revenue goal. Like I would have found a different example or I would have figured out a way to tell, to like tell the story so that it wasn't about me. Like maybe I would have used an anecdote making it about another person and their goal. I would have conjured up a variety of ways to avoid this thought that came up for me and any related discomfort. But now in the moment, as this is coming up for me real time, I just notice the thought and I think, oh, that's interesting. And then I think this is part of my work. Like part of my growth and evolution is to question the stories that come up and allow the discomfort of the related feelings, right? Like I have a thought, it creates feelings. And the work for me is to continue making my assessment of myself the most important one. And the joy of noticing, like thoughts about what other people will think, like that still comes up for me. But here's the thing, you guys, the volume is so much lower. Like I noticed as I was sharing this with you and it felt a little bit vulnerable, I had some thoughts creep in, but it was just like a subtle whisper, right? The, the volume's lower. It's not very activating. And the old stories I would tell myself about what other people would think are just way less believable. Like making it a big deal, making it actually mean something about me, it, that becomes way less believable. And what's more believable is, all humans have thoughts, <laughs> like full stop. Like our brains are thought generating machines. There are going to be people who are, will hear my words and they're going to have thoughts about it. And some of those thoughts might be favorable. Some of them might not. And, and that's just okay. <laughs> like, and, and that my friends, like that right there is an example of allowing ourselves to decide for ourselves what we want what we want to go after, regardless of pass, fail, win, lose, success or achievement, it provides an opportunity for stuff to come up. And then we can assess like, where do we still have work to do? And we also get to celebrate the progress that we have made, right? So anyway, back to sort of regularly scheduled programming here. Uh, out of all of the things that I just listed, listed there, like do any of these things I mentioned like specifically relate to a revenue goal? Not necessarily, but when I allow myself to consider possibilities and don't concern myself too much with winning or losing at that specific goal, my mind gets excited, gets excited about exploring what it would be like to be that version of me. And then I get curious about more fully exploring the current version of me so that I can genuinely and sort of factually assess how much distance is there between my current self and the future version who has achieved these incredible, unexpected, seemingly impossible, incredible goals, right? 
And that line of thought, actually, it starts to lead to all kinds of opportunities to recognize that the future version of me isn't contingent on achieving those goals. So I can be her now. Okay, so I'm gonna let that just sort of sit there for a second. And as you're listening to these words today, if you are in that place that you're like, I am ready to go after this goal for myself. I'm ready to go do something that I don't know that is possible for me, but I'm willing to do it win or lose. Or you're in a place where you're like, I aspire to be what you just described there. I aspire to be somebody who does go after what they want, knowing that failure is a possibility. If any of those are describing you, let's set up a time to chat. I can help you get where you want to be. Just go over to jessicasmorrow.com. You can schedule a free consult with me. Also, speaking of other free resources, if you have not gotten your digital copy of the Unblocked Journal, as always, I'll stick the link in the show notes so you can go get access. That journal is a tool that helps bring awareness to what is creating the results in your life and why you are or aren't going after what it is that you want. And as always, if you think what was talked about today might be useful for someone you know, please feel free to share it widely and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.